rockzone.com. I love living the hunter life, along with my kids and my lovely wife. Taking in the land that the good Lord made and doing the things that make this country great. Doing my part to keep the things in line, respecting the land that's yours and mine. No doubt about it, this right here's a good life. It's living the hunter life. Welcome to the on-air home for the Brotherhood of Hunters. Welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Hunt Life. Take aim. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. I'm Jeff Lagerman, and as you just heard, Kevin Favor, and of, all, of course, just about all the time, when he's uh, not off in Texas turkey hunting, yeah. Kirk Waltz. Morning, Kirk. Good morning, gentlemen. Man, we got stories today. Oh, my gosh. What <laughs> we a week. Got, we got stories, brother. What a week. We yeah. better have some stories because uh, uh, Kirk has been in Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, you have been in Georgia. You missed last week's show. You were I did. the family week. Uh-huh. Spring break. Woohoo! Yeah. And uh, and I let my son play hooky for a couple days, and I went to Georgia, That's too. That's a good thing. Man, and it was... It, it turned out really, really yeah. good. You, so, you, you know, it, it was so funny because <clears throat> I was up there from from Saturday. You know, I left the, the, right after the show on Saturday and then stayed through Sunday. And the prettiest day we had was, was the day, day you came. There. Was the day you got there. I mean, dude, I hunted in rain. I yeah, hunted you had in bad wind. Week I mean, it was. And, and and at one point, Jeff, you know, you'd have a heavy jacket on, mm-hmm. and then and then. You know, you'd be walking out of the woods with a T-shirt on. Well, well, you you had you had uh, some colder weather up uh-huh. there when you were there, and then you had uh, <laughs> rain, overcast, and rain. And then when I got there, yeah, when it, we literally were searching for sunblock in the afternoons to do a little fishing in the pond. It was wow. it, it wasn't about, that way. I mean, at all. it was it got warm. I know. I know. I and wish you. I wish you would come up like four or five days early and brought that stuff with you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. It, it was it was gorgeous. Uh, I, I, and my son, my, my son's ten years old, uh-huh. Dylan, uh, like Bob. People uh-huh. always say, "How do you spell it?" It's like Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And there you uh, go. I like we've, that. We've been we've been hunting turkeys, you know, because he's got school and everything. And thank goodness that uh, in Georgia you've got Sunday hunting. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And because we've talked about it on the show that other states don't allow, like Virginia, Sunday hunting. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? No. I mean, having two days off from a work week and living in a state that doesn't allow Sunday hunting? No. Are you kidding me? No. It, you know what? I've, I've I've never come across the problem of of Sunday hunting. You know what I mean? I mean, right. I, I grew up in Florida. Yeah. And 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 then I owned property in Georgia. So so my whole life, really. You know, I've, and, I've, can, I've, I've, uh, and you've been Kansas, Kansas, Indiana. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Kirk, you've been to Kentucky. Dakotas. Sunday hunting's allowed there. The Dakotas. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know how many other states. A bunch. Yeah. And, and Sunday hunting's allowed it. And you know, it, it. I wish. I wish we were on a station in the state of Virginia, and we had the governor and some of the uh, the state senators and, and representatives yeah. listening to this show because my son. Had his greatest turkey experience ever on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Right. You know. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, holy cow! And w- what are these states thinking about? I mean, they're they're old rules. I mean, there are churches that have Sunday mass at four thirty, specifically yeah. for turkey hunters and deer hunters well, and camos allowed. Fargo, Georgia. 
I remember the the pastor there in in and talking well, to you about ca- it. He'd come in camo. He was like, "All right, yeah. I want you guys to come to church. Y'all come on. We'll have an early service or, or a little bit later, and you guys just come in your camo with your dirty boots. No and problem. It's okay. No problem. That's Nobody's going to say you're a weirdo. That's right. And the guys would all show up with their camo. On. Oh, it was yeah. hilarious. That's yeah. awesome. Because they had they had a couple days off after having. 40, 50, 60 hour work weeks, working hard five days a week, and got two days to enjoy the outdoors, whether it be with themselves, their buddies, or their kids. Yep. And uh, and boy, I was fired up after last Saturday's show. Had the the vehicle ready to go, and my dad flew in from Texas. Yeah, it was my, good to see your dad, by the way. And it, he was happy to see you. Uh, he Sorry, missed I you. missed him. And uh, I've had some good times with and, your dad. And my dad's not a hunter. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, he just he's never been a hunter. And, uh, but he's always encouraged me in the outdoors, you know, I mean, when, when I was growing up as a kid, he said, you know, hey, you want to go fishing? I'll take you. And he'll sit there on the bank and, you know, do whatever he needs to do to help you and drive the car, you know, when you're, you know, eight years old and right. take you to the farm pond and stuff. And, and so it was good to have him in town and we had a little get together at my place and, uh, my brother drove in from Mississippi. Oh, that's cool. My dad was, you know, wrote, wrote up with us after flying in from Texas and, my buddy Ed, who's living up in Montreal, Canada now, flew in. Man, you, wow. you got some people put some miles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so we nice. had coming from all over, and so we all gathered Saturday last weekend at my place, and and man, it was a gorgeous Saturday afternoon. We started it out right. We we caught some catfish and some brim, and and you know saved them all because we we're gonna have a fish fry, and that was kind of the plan: turkey hunt in the mornings, fish in the afternoons, and get enough fish to fish fry for the last night we were there. Nice and. uh it was pretty neat, and that you know when we got got there, uh, you know of course you know me. The first thing I'm looking for is strut marks. Strut marks, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Find the strut marks, yeah. you know, and <clears throat> and my brother actually watched a gobbler breed a hen within 75 yards of my camp house. Get out of here. Yes, sir. Oh, he was like, so what does it mean when a hen lays down on the ground and the gobbler gets on top of it? <laughs> He, uh, my brother is like my dad. He right. he, he just he doesn't get into it. Right. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't know. know. Right. And so I explained it to him and everything. And so <laughs> did you give him the birds and bees thing? Yeah, I give him the birds and bees thing. <laughs> Holy smoke! He's only uh, go. He's We're... only forty. What is he now? Forty-seven years <laughs> yeah, old. He's figured it out. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's too funny. Had to explain funny. it to him, but yeah. it was, that it was is cool. too funny. And so the first morning, you know, we had a little bit of a game plan since my brother is is new to hunting, and I'm excited for him because he's gotten into it now mm-hmm. in his forties. You know, he took a trip up to uh, uh. the Dakotas, pheasant hunting like you guys do. Mm-hmm. And absolutely loved it. You know, and I gave him his first shotgun when he was in his 40s. Oh, you nice. Know? The younger great. brother gave older brother his first shotgun in his 40s, you know. So it was cool. That's great. Man. And he went out and bought his own shotgun eventually, bought a real nice Benelli. So he's all fired up, you know. And first morning, I told my dad the night before, I said, you know, why don't you come with us? I said, where we're going, there's a, there's a permanent deer stand. And I said, we were planning on setting up pretty close to that deer stand. I, I said, I'll tell you what, we'll put you... In the deer stand, and it's got curtains, you know, so right. uh, you don't need to wear, you know, full-blown camo, just something dark. And I said, you can sit up in the deer stand. I said, and, and me and Dylan, my 10-year-old, will sit underneath of the deer stand. Uh-huh. And he said, yeah, I'd love to, and gave him a little flip video camera. And uh, Chris is just loving this now because this is, you know, video content for, <laughs> right. for Hunt Life, uh, Facebook, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so we got set up, and, and my brother... Uh, my buddy Ed took my brother with him, you know, and they went over to the other side and in an area that's, you know, primo turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it was great because light started cracking and I thought the turkeys were going to be down below so they weren't they were kind of alongside us back in the woods a little bit and Kevin you heard Sunday morning uh gorgeous weather the first maybe second day that it was good weather after a, yeah. a, a stretch of Friday of, morning was the best morning I had well, Sunday, but, Sunday morning for us yeah I, I mean <clears throat> holy cow yeah. and yeah. for people that are listening too, the southeast got hammered by some just god awful weather yeah we had week. a bunch of a bunch of <laughs> weather you know pass through and kind of hang around and Sunday morning was gorgeous it was still yeah. it was sunny cool it was cool. It was like 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nice and cool. Yeah. And holy cow, did the turkeys gobble. Did they? Uh, oh. And, you know, when you got a 10-year-old, yeah. you know, and you, and you hope your dad has a great experience for her, his first time ever to be out in the woods to listen to turkey gobbles yeah. come into us. He's done it from the porch. Right. And they just gobbled their brains out. And, and, a, and a pretty cool story in that they, they were, weren't where I thought they would be. But they were still close, and I figured they would want to come to this particular power line because it was an open area, and they flew down to some thin timber and stayed in there for a while. And and after a while, you know, we weren't seeing them, and they stopped gobbling like they do when they get the hens. And I told Dylan, I said, we've got to have a little patience, and and here comes the famous the story. Dad. <laughs> yeah, Dylan. i got to go boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta he's, love it. I tell you what, man. Oh, that man. kid, you got, he is, he is, he is regular, isn't he? Well, uh, you oh gotta my love God. It, oh, Boo-boo means number two. Yeah. yeah right. That's hilarious. And so, it, 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 and, I, and I say here comes the story because, you know, I've, I've told the story on his first deer ever. Yeah. We had to leave the deer stand to go back to camp so he could right. do number two. And then we went back to the deer stand, climbed in, and I pulled out my grunt call. And I said, if we see another deer that's far away, maybe we can grunt him in. And after returning from the stand, he got his first deer ever after having to make a trip back to the bathroom. <laughs> and he got his first deer ever, a nice little six point. He has a permanent stand that's like 15 minutes from <laughs> camp. So Man, you need to get the... To make his way back. A bumper dumper is what you need yeah. to work on. Yeah, yeah, I, need, I need to get a, a, a porta potty. Yeah, get you one of those little fold well, porta potties. Uh, folks, if you haven't ever seen a bumper dumper, it's, it's a portable toilet. We need to get the the five gallon bucket <laughs> yeah. bumper dumper version. Oh my god! Right. So, okay. so here we go. So, so now you're really under the so gun. So I'm like, oh no, oh no. I, yeah. I said, I said, Dylan. I said, they're right there. I said, just just hold it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know they're coming, and, and within five, ten minutes of telling them, you know, just just hang tight. He can't do it. There's the hen, hen's oh, head oh. It coming through the woods. And I, Dylan, there's the hen coming. I said, the gobblers are going to be right behind it. And I've got the strutting gobbler decoy out, you right. know, the hen decoy in front of it, poked down low in the ground. You know, I'm pulling out all the stops, mm-hmm. right? You know, a couple years ago, we heard nothing when we hunted. Last year, we had the turkeys at 25 steps. He couldn't hold the gun steady. He was shaking so bad, which was fine, you know. Yeah, hey, sure. That's he got part to of see the experience. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and we've been practicing. You know, the old uh, HS strut pictures uh-huh. of the gobblers said, man, we wore out some of them paper targets. Right. And here comes the hens. And, and sure enough, I'm thinking the gobbler's going to be right behind it. And, and they were. Now, all of a sudden, you see the redhead and the fan coming through the woods, you know, awesome. starting to creep up the hill. And it wasn't one. It was three. Awesome. Nice. And they were all Strutting in full strut. Nice. Spinning and all that Every stuff. Every single Golly. one of them. And I'm sitting there thinking, this gobbler's going to come right out into this open power line and see that gobbler decoy and just get angry. And put a show on. And put a show on. Yeah. And they step out in the power line, and I guess the, the, 
from my perspective, I could I thought they could see it, but it, maybe it was a little bit below the hill and they couldn't quite see it. So anyway, they get out and they and they start drifting off. I'm like, oh no, you know, and try to bring the hens back in, and they just kind of kept doing their thing. And now they're drifting away, like leaving. I'm mm. like, oh no, and then now they disappear. Oh no, Dad. I gotta go. <laughs> I really gotta go. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's okay. We'll go. They, they've disappeared from our site. So I, you know, I got my little pop-up blind fence, put it all tight back up, put it in my back in my turkey vest. Get the guns out from underneath of this permanent deer stand. Okay, now it's time to go back. Maybe we'll get on another bird later on or something. I lean forward just to take a peek down power line, and there's one of them in full strut. 60 yards away you just couldn't see it from right without peeking around right and he's coming dylan you gotta hold it for another few minutes <laughs> here he comes man oh, so I no. start soft bird. Dad, <laughs> right dad i really gotta go i said i know i know dylan i said just suck it up just, son. just try <laughs> just try i said if you if you have an accident it's okay oh no <laughs> and and i start soft purring and as soon as i do here comes the hens Oh, man. And then here comes all three gobblers in full strut behind the hens, and they're coming right at us. And I'm like, yeah. Then the hens kind of angle off like they're coming to us, but they want to get back in the thin timber. And now all of a sudden, oh, no. I mean, we're, we got the gun moving from here to there, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. trying to follow them. And, and sure enough, the hens pass by, and I can hear, ooh, right there. And I can't see anything. Next thing I see a redhead. And then the redhead turns and comes back out the power line. So now we got to move the gun back out to the other side. I'm trying to get him to stop and, you know, so they can get a good shot. He's 25 steps, 30 steps. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> and I'm trying to find my striker so I can do something. Right, right. And I'm sitting on it. Oh, no. And Joe's oh, like, no. Dad, I think I can shoot him. And Where's the time for him call? I, did, I put it away because I was packing up. We were oh, packing up the lead. Okay. You know, so I take I it you. out of my mouth right. and put it back in the little holder. And he says, Dad, I think I got him. And when Dylan said that. You said the, shoot. The gobbler stopped and got straight necked, and I'm still trying to reach for my striker. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and the turkey just, I mean, folds up, hits the ground. I mean, it was awesome. Oh, wow. You How'd know, you get up and run around with your arms up in the air going, no, he, he grabbed me and hugged me, and he's got tears in his eyes. And here we are, year three. Man, my 10-year-old finally gets his first Sweet. turkey. Sweet. Nice. Congratulations. Man, great story. Thank you. Awesome. Up. Nice turkey. You know, we're going to do the old fan mountain stuff. Yeah. We got it, you know, with the salt and the borax drying. and Nice. Inching and eight spurs, a little over, you know, nine and a half, Beautiful. nine and a quarter inch beard. Great morning. That's Great morning. awesome. Sweet. And on a Sunday. And awesome. on a Sunday. You're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Kirk Waltz. We'll be back. Connections. That's what life is really all about. I'm Major Harding, president of HuntLife. At HuntLife.com, we've created a place for you to connect with those who share your passion for the hunting experience. With a free HuntLife.com membership, you'll be able to swap stories, information, and insight with hunters from all over the world. You'll find useful information on equipment, outfitters, and all the regs and red tape for your neck of the woods. At HuntLife.com, you can even keep a journal of your hunt straight from your mobile device and upload pictures of your latest and greatest hunting experiences. You can even flip on the radio and hear the latest episode of the Hunt Life Outdoor Show while you browse through all the great stuff we've got in the Hunt Life shop. Hats, shirts, decals, and more. Become a member. 
It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And join the online fraternity of hunters. Connect with us at HuntLife.com. America's number one camo pattern just got better. All new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of field. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And we want to welcome in our newest affiliate. I mean, this is great stuff because this is in the part of the country which, man, I just absolutely love and make annual treks to. And Kevin, yeah, you're going to Nebraska. I am this going year to Nebraska on a now, deer hunt. Is is Lincoln? And I'm trying. Is Lincoln anywhere close to North Platte? It, it's not that far at all. Okay, uh, cool. Actually, if if you were to fly in when you go out there to hunt with Jason Nedney yep. at Fur and Feather Outfitters. Uh, which is he's out of Maxwell, which is just outside of North Platte, Nebraska, which is a deer mecca, folks. Uh, you w- could fly into Omaha, and it uh, you actually Lincoln is a little bit, I guess, uh, west and south of Omaha. Okay. And uh, Omaha is on the eastern side of the state. Lincoln is kind of on that eastern side of the state, and then you'll kind of pass above Lincoln on your way. Yep. To, to hunt with Jason out there nice. in Maxwell, Nebraska. So I want to welcome in KRGI in Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, um, just a reminder to all the folks out there, the, every time you go to apply for a tag, for I, I know a lot of people do this for Kansas, um, it's, it's in different months sometimes, um, but it, it the application started April 1st mm-hmm. for this year and, and end April 29th, so... If you, you if better you go, get on. Yeah, you better get on. I mean, I, I put in for my tag and everything this week. Right. Um, so just just kind of reminder to everybody out there that you know that you need to check that because a lot of times, um, they, they, you know the best thing now is the internet because you just go on because I know like like Iowa, Jeff, and and there's other other states that you need to apply for a tag. Check those dates because in Kansas this year it's April 1st through April 29th. And uh, just I'm gonna bring something else up because I've had to deal with this this week. I'm going to Missouri. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's a good point too, Jeff. In a, in a week. Yep. Okay, and so, uh, it's, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, Missouri is, I mean, legendary for turkey hunting right next to Texas, Kirk, where we're going to get into in just a minute. Big deal. As far as turkey hunting. I mean, yeah. They, yeah. Missouri's a mecca. And so I, I, you know, go online to purchase my uh, uh, turkey permit for Missouri. Right. And so I go and I enter my data in, you know, name, you know, the, the driver's license number, et cetera, and... And then once you enter that data in, it gives you options of what permits you are allowed to buy. Right. And it popped up a, uh, uh, what's the permit call? Like a, uh, a permit in which you're a young hunter right. trying to get a license or whatever. I'm right. not trying to think of the name. Mm-mm-mm. 
and I, I can't think of it. Novice. Kind of like a, you know, a learner's permit for a right, driver's right. license. Okay. You know? So you, you can get one of them for, for youth or whatever. Um, you gotta, in certain states now, what they're doing is when you go to apply online, you have to have a hunter safety certificate. Yeah. Well, most states that I've hunted in, I'm 43 years old. Right. You know, I'm grandfathered in because of my, my birth date is, is, you know, early enough to where I don't need the hunter safety right. certificate. So I called up, and, and so basically what it was saying, it didn't give me the option to purchase the permit because I needed to have this hunter safety certificate. Right. So I called up one of the hunter safety uh, educators here in Florida, and I asked Mr. Ricky Rowland, I said, hey, Ricky, what's the deal? And he said, a lot of states are now going to where the non-residents – they make the age requirement higher. So, in other words, you may be 50 years old, correct? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and you go to hunt a certain Thank state. You. <laughs> you still have to have your hunter safety certificate, right? Which may be different for a resident of that state, right? And so, I'm having to take and get my hunter safety certificate before I go to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I won't be here next week, okay? Because I have to get my hunter go safety certificate. You're gonna do yours with Florida. Fish and wildlife. Mm-hmm. It's a good course. I took it. It's been quite a few years. I took it with well, Kyle. Well, you took it with your son, and yeah. and, and I'm gonna I'm and, gonna and, and I've been like you. You and I talked about. It. I've been grandfathered in, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm older than you, and and in every state. But I I you know like 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 my wife and and Kayla, right? My uh, getting ready to be 16 year old daughter. Um, she's gonna have to have it. Colt, you know, I sent mm-hmm. him through the FWC class, which was Fish and wildlife still, yeah, thank you. It's still the greatest thing that, that, that I've done for him. You know, right. it was a five day class and man, it was fantastic. So yeah, I'm, I'm, so I have it, to look into that. Yeah. Too. So just, yeah. just a, a, a tip there. And that when, if you're going to go and hunt other States, I mean, you, you've got to have a hunter safety certificate in a lot of cases just because for non-residents, they have bumped up the age requirement. In other words, older people have to have that hunter safety certificate to even go hunt other states. Right. And a lot of this is due to the fact that they've got online. And so once you get into this system, because a lot of states have kind of gotten together and are using this mass database, once you're in the system and your hunter safety certificate is in that little system that a lot of states use the same one. Right. Whenever you enter in your information to go hunt, apply in other states or to go hunt other states, they will have a record that you've completed that hunter safety certificate class. Right. So just a little tip there because uh, I'm having to deal with this, and, and I'm fortunately they have a field day right. next Saturday for me to complete the field portion. So you're going to do that. some Hunt Life Outdoor Show research. I'm going to do, and yeah. you know what? I, this, Down to the wire is what it is. He's yeah. scrambling. Yeah. For, the Been last, there. for the last two days, I have complete. well, and I finished it yesterday. The last two days, there's a... Uh, uh, online hunter education course that you can do online right. and that's the classroom portion you complete that and then you go take that to a field field day and once you finish the field day they give you your certificate right then and there but you can do it online and uh and i'll get that information here and in, after the next commercial break to where people can go to because a lot of states right. are saying okay you can use this site to take the test and i did it the last two days didn't take that long it was very thorough, and you know what? I learned some things. You know what? Oh, Colt, Colt, Colt as, taught me some things. For as long sure. as I've been right. doing this, right. I actually still learned some stuff, and it was very educational. Took the test, a 50-question test, uh, scored a 49 out of 50, uh, missed one. And, uh, so I thought now, he was going to say out of 100. Yeah. I was going to say, man, that's not good. Yeah. No. So, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, just a tip. Okay. Right. It, All right. It, uh, so so Kirk has a, a long week. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell – 
tell my eight days real quick. Okay. We can do it in five minutes. We, we can. <laughs> we, we can do this in five minutes. Um, well, I thought it was so funny when I called you the other day. I said, how'd it go? And he goes, oh, I knew oh, right then it wasn't good. Listen, it started out beautiful. Honestly, got there Saturday. Saturday evening, I've got a new piece of property right next to mine. In, in, in mid-Georgia. In mid-Georgia. Right. That I've leased. And, and, and I went out, dude, I'm telling you, it's pouring. I'm standing in a pole barn. It's pouring. It, it, and then it, like five minutes before dark, it stopped. And I stood outside the pole barn. I hit my call and man, gobble, gobble, gobble. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Next morning, <laughs> I'm so fired up. I can't sleep. Okay. Right. The next morning, I call in four birds. And it was, and, and, and I'm telling you, it was, it was incredible. All of them came within that 60, 70 yards. And left. Okay, that was my, the week started out awesome. From there, it went downhill. Okay, the next morning, this is Monday. I take that back. That that evening, I took my wife out, Carrie, and we roosted those birds again. Right. But we hunted them that evening. Right. And we I, again, I had them at sixty, seventy yards, and they and and we watched them fly up in the same tree they were in the morning before. So we go out the next morning and get set up, and 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 I got them now. Okay, I know where they're they're coming to. I know how far they're coming. Start calling the goblin. You know, here we go. All of a sudden, somebody starts calling me. Oh no! Uh, and I'm going. Not good. Uh oh. This is this is on private property. Poacher. Poacher not you know, cool. Got my wife with me. Not good. Um, in the middle of the woods. Uh, I go get her because I had set her up about 50 yards away from me. You know where the birds were strutting, stopping. Mm-hmm. So I ease up there. I get her. and We leave. You know, and bad morning. Okay, next morning, get in the woods. Dude, I've got to Never golf. did see the poachers, right? No, 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 I didn't. Saw their I truck. Saw, saw their truck, and they, they had, they, they, once they figured out that, that, that I wasn't a bird, that I was the hunter that was supposed to be there. They bugged they, out. They, they bugged out. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and uh, you know, I've got people looking for that truck and stuff. So, so anyway, go to a different piece of property, because now I'm kind of spooked. Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, and, and, and <laughs> set up on this bird. And, hit, and I'm on one of our cut fifth rows. I put out the old decoy, the old double D, and and I got this bird goblin. And anyway, Jeff, typical, he doesn't do anything, but I got a bird coming from behind me that hears this bird and the hens, you know. And he's the only one all week hammering it coming to me from behind me. The road's behind me. I turned to my right to look down the road. And I got the gun leaning down the road. And I'm looking, all of a sudden I hear, boop, right behind me. Uh, and I know it's him. Yeah. I mean, th- th- you, you could just tell that, that and, and I'm, go- honestly, the first person I thought about was you. Just, he can't see me. I got the tree between him and I. The mm-hmm. only thing, the reason he's scared is because he doesn't see a hen. Right. Let him go. Just let him go off. Just sit as still as you can. And dude, for 10 minutes, I didn't move. I heard him just, boop. Once he once he got away, I readjusted, mm-hmm. set up, and dude, he hammered it. Came right back to me, and and he came. But it's typical, you know. Instead of coming to you, he came way to my left mm-hmm. at thirty yards, and it was one of those. I'm 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 left-handed, yep. so now I've got to adjust again and try to get. And what I did, he he just stuck his head up and started booking. I took a shot at him and missed because oh. I was so mad. At the sure. Time. But, trying to get him. And, and then, I mean, guys, from there, it the weather just went to absolutely terrible weather. And and the worst thing that happened to me all week, the, the, or seriously, the worst thing that happened to me all week, I have a favorite call. Mm. 
and we all know which one it is. It's my oh. David Halloran slate call. Oh, no. You lost it? No. Carrie and I. Worse than that. Carrie and I were set up one afternoon, and this was late in the week. We had, you know, rain, sun. I mean, this slate call had been through everything. And I picked it up one evening, and it was cracked. Oh, you must have sat on it. I did. I, I don't remember sitting on it, you know, but yeah, I, I you can't. never know. Yeah, you never know. You never and, know. And, and I, you know, I looked at Carrie and I said, "What the hell else can? I mean, what else can go wrong?" <laughs> I called in some Hotels, dogs. Weather, no, you didn't. I called in two dogs. dogs. <laughs> two dogs. Yeah, and oh, it was, one of them was a one of them was a <laughs> basset hound. What am I going to do? Shoot a basset hound? I'm going. He, he comes uh, up. He comes up to me he's like, "Hey." What are you doing? Hey. <laughs> yeah. And then he wouldn't leave me. I'm like, okay, you stay. No, seriously, he walked around the woods with me. I'm turkey hunting. <laughs> so that morning, and he was the coolest dog. But well, I, I, And every now and then he would go, oh. <laughs> seriously, and I'm like, oh, that's just perfect. Every time I hit a turkey call, he'd go, oh. It oh, didn't work. All right, we got to take a break here on the Hunt Life Outdoor oh, Show. Hey, the, uh, the hunter safety course that I was talking about that a lot of states use for the online classroom portion BeSafeHunter.org. Mm. BeSafeHunter.org. We'll be back right after this on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. <laughs> you can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, You'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby. It's a way of life. If you're a hunter, it's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more. And while you're there, become a member. It's fast, easy, and absolutely free. And you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting. Take aim with Hunt Life. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. 12 years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. The first time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes and it got both of my legs had surgery after surgery and I was on a lot of pain medicine what's going to happen next and how long am I going to be here the wounded warrior project dropped off a backpack for me and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time peer visitors people who have been where I had been before said look brother everything's going to be okay three months from now four months from now a year from now you'll be fine that type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit WoundedWarriorProject.org. 
I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage. Through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. Now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. You can catch up with us throughout the week by becoming a fan of Hunt Life on Facebook. There's always a lot of stuff happening every day on Hunt Life's Facebook page, links, photos, and videos. And most importantly, it's a place for you to show off your version of the Hunt Life. Just search for Hunt Life on Facebook and make sure you like us and start living the Hunt Life with us every day on Facebook. All right, Favor, you said yeah, you got one more I, story? I, I, I have one more story because this Besides this, old Lucky the Basset Hound. Yeah, yeah. Don't you just <laughs> love that? Yeah, I, you know what? I, good thing I love dogs, and I do. I I, I have two dogs. I have one yeah. that's really sweet, and one that's meaner than a snake. <laughs> just loves Logman. Anyway, little rat and, dog. And, and, I, and I wanted to bring this up to you guys because this was the first year that Colt hunted by himself. Your son? Yeah, my son. How old is he now? He, he's fourteen. As in turkey hunted by himself. This mm-hmm. is the first year that he's a dad. I've practiced the slate call. I've done all this. I want to hunt by myself, and I have enough property now right next to where my, my, my property is that, that he can take the golf cart right. and go. So anyway, one afternoon, late, I told him, I said, because I had been roosting those birds, and, and they had been coming in to a field. And I said, go down to this gate, set up on the field, and, and, and I said, get there at 6.15. I said, at 7.15, every day they've been coming in there, you know. So you guys, I, I, you got to remember this first moment of, when you just got your world rocked right. by a gobbler the first time. Oh, yeah. Okay, because he's sitting against the fence post, and he's sitting there for an hour. Nothing's happening, you know. And he said, Dad, he said, at 710, I hit that call. And he said, this gobbler was 20 yards behind me. And he, and he said, when he gobbled, he said, I have never felt anything like that in my life. Because it was the first time that, that one answered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember that? Do you remember the first oh, yeah. time that you hit the call oh, yeah. and you go, oh, my God, yeah. it works? Yeah. And <laughs> do you remember it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah what, what, what was your reaction? What did you do? I fell off the tree. <laughs> because, I did. Because I literally I, fell off the tree. I, I did what Colt did, which was which was a giant mistake. You know, Turn to look. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, and, and, and I got busted the first time. You know, I, I mean, and, and Colt's hunted with me enough to know exactly what to do, but he was so excited. But to, to see his face when he came back on that golf cart, and, I, you know, because I hadn't heard anything that night, and I'm like, did you, and I didn't even have to add, I kind of got it out of mouth, did you see any? And his eyes got like this big, he's like, Dad, whoa, did I see him, you know? That's <laughs> so cool. it was cool, that was a cool moment. That's anyway, cool. It, it, dude, you got to tell your Texas story. It was, you know, it was awesome. We had a chance to, uh, with the, uh, Hunt Life, uh, Outdoor show, uh, one of the owners, uh, Major Harding invited me out to San Angelo, Texas to hunt with five star, uh, outfitters and really didn't know what I was getting into. Kobe Howell runs the, 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 uh, the ranch and, uh, flew out there on Tuesday. It's a full day, you know, yeah. travel, not knowing what to expect. Get out there and, and, um, they get, they pick me up and they're, what airport you fly into? San Angelo. Okay. And we drive about 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes from the airport. And guys, I mean, 
when you literally say, when we go to Georgia, a lot of time we say, we tell people, oh, we're hunting in the middle of nowhere. Right. I think I know where the middle of nowhere is. Right. It's in Texas. Uh, it's yeah. unreal. I've never seen so much mesquite, oak, cactus, dirt, and rocks, and more rocks than dirt. Um, you know, they had a six-month drought, so there's there's no six water. Months, right. Six months without a drop of rain. Ooh. Six months. All the lakes, all the ponds dried up. The creeks dried up. Nothing trickling, nothing. Anyway, we get there, and it's blowing 25 to 30 miles an hour, and, and we get in the truck. Typical. Typical of, yep. of being. It's called the Great Plains for a good reason, mm-hmm. you know. Flatland as far as you can see. Anyway, they said, look, we've been seeing some birds. We, You know, Major had killed a couple birds on Saturday and uh, had a pretty good hunt, and some of the other guys have had some decent hunts, and he said, I th- think we're going to have a pretty good couple days, and, and I'm fired up. I've never killed a Rio, didn't know what to expect, and... um the uh, evening before, we have a little meeting. He said, this is what we're going to do, you know. And and the guys that were experienced, he Kobe had already picked them out. And he says, look, Kirk, I'm going to put you out. You're not going to have a guide. And I was like, great. That's that's perfect yeah. for me. And he said, I'm going to put you in a really good spot. First morning, you know, he drives me in, pitch black, don't know what to expect. Hadn't really had a chance to eyeball the property because you <laughs> got watching, in late. Watching where you're sitting? Yeah. yeah right. Well, I didn't even think about that. Yes. You know. <clears throat> I, I, you know, all I asked, is, yeah. all I asked Major was our rattlesnakes, and he said I'd never seen one out here. Uh-oh. I said okay, you know, and Larry Kiss was like, death. I heard that story in Nebraska yeah. one time. Yeah. Minyard's like, bring your snake boots. Right. So I had brought my snake boots. Anyway, uh, Kobe says your stand is over here about a hundred yards. He said just walk in, hang a left, you'll see a little oak tree. He said slip underneath it. He said I've made you a little blind with some mesquite and some some uh, cedar tree branches and stuff. I said cool. So I slip in there and it's perfect, man. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I set up, you know, and put my put my David Halloran call down. I put my mouth call in, and they had told me. He said, "Look, let the morning unfold." He said, "The birds have been a little, little, little quiet." He said, "So don't overcall." And I said, "Well, sounds like Fargo birds to me, you know." Yeah. Sometimes so I said, "No problem. I'm used to those swamp birds being a little fickle." So I'm sitting there, and and I and morning unfolds, not a sound, you nothing. know, nothing, nothing, really, nothing. First thing I hear is a little noise, and I'm, I I just turn my head to the left. I haven't called yet, and it's, by now it's about 7.15. I look over, and here comes a herd of deer. A herd. Her, let me tell you, boys, there are more deer in Texas. Their deer in Texas are like our squirrels. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. I am not exaggerating. And I look over, and I go, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, eight or nine, eight or nine deer. Wow. And they walk up to the area where I'm at. And I'm going, they're just kind of cruising through. And I'm going, look at that. And they are huge, huge, (laughs) not like the deer we're used to seeing down here in North Florida, South Georgia. Their legs seem a little longer. Their body's a little bigger. Anyway, long story short, they move off. I call a couple times and I look down this road that I'm facing and out there you can see for three or 400 yards. I mean, you can see long distances compared to where we're hunting here, North Florida, South Georgia, not swampland. Anyway, Birds come flying in, you know, or running up to me, and it's two two hands. They move around a little bit. I call. They start yak 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 yak, and they ease off. I call back. They come running back over again. Yak 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 yak. Then they start fighting with each other. Nice. Trying to find me, and I'm like, I'm over there giggling now. And I'm going, well, I got the best decoys in the world. Yeah. Nothing happens. Right, well, look, yep. Take a break here. We'll take a break. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to return to San Angelo, Texas with Kirk Waltz and his uh, Rio turkey hunt right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show.
As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com, because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older. As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And you can go to HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com and find out what's coming up, uh, who's coming on as a special guest, and listen to the previous broadcast via the podcast. Also get a little background on us and join the Hunt Life online community. Go to HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com and big thank you to our guest last week, Dave Edwards, Kevin. Uh, I miss Dave. Biologist, Westervelt. We actually had two great topics. One of them was uh, baiting deer, mm-hmm. good or bad. And top, that, that's never a heated subject. Very heated. And then topic number two was coyotes and their impact on turkeys and, and their vocalization. Uh, I would have loved to. Uh, you can go to the podcast. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, we're back in San Angelo with you, Kirk. Uh, yeah, second day of the hunt. Hens. You know, big deal. You so know. For, first day, nothing. No, no, first day, nothing. Hunted both morning and afternoon. Uh-huh. Nothing. You know, pitched donuts and really hunted hard. Hard as I ever want to hunt. Right. You know, I mean, I hunted till like 8 o'clock, till dark. Anyway, next morning we get up and they go, we're going to take you to a spot nobody's hunted. Four days before, they'd had a huge fire burn 3,000 acres to the next ranch and some of their property. Said, we're going to take you into this. Turkeys there's going to be, love that. So there's going to be a lot of ash, but we're going to take you to a 10,000-year-old buffalo wallow. And I'm like, cool, you know, which okay. is really neat. Never seen anything like that before. Guy picks me up. We're getting a little late start. One of the guys that was with us, he had had a couple belts the night before, and he was kind of dragging his feet. And, and Greg keeps going, come on, come on, we gotta go, we gotta, gotta go. And I'm like, look, we need to get in the woods, you know, it's, it's getting ready to crack. Long story short, we go through an area that they keep all the exotics. It's like the African Sahara. Every kind of exotic antelope, kudu, a buffalo that you can think of is in this area. We go in, 
We, we make this turn. He says, all right, here, we stop the cart. He, we get out. I hear a turkey gobble way off in the distance. I'm like, oh, this is it. And he goes, walk through this little stand of trees. You can hit an area of cactus about 20 yards long. Go to the next edge of oak trees. And he said, lean in and you'll see the white stones of the, of the wallow. He said, set up about 100 yards to the right. I get out of the cart. He drives off. We walk in. I walk in. And just as I get underneath the first little bit of oak trees, I hear a pop, 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 above my head. Trees are only 30 feet high. Yeah, yeah. I drop to a knee and I look up. Nothing but turkeys everywhere, and they're all looking at me. Oh. And I'm going, oh, no. oh, my God. Next thing I know, they all start pitching, clocking and potting, and they take off. They oh. turn left, and I'm going, oh, I am busted. I'm kind of deflated. I'm like, sure. oh, my gosh. 20 birds at least. Yeah. So any, th- any long beards in them that you oh, can yeah. see? Oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. So anyway, I do what he says, ease up, get on the edge. And as soon as I do, I look to the left on the wallow and there's three birds standing out there on the edge in the, in the dim light. And I look around, I'm going, I am in a bad spot. They're going to see me on this little tree. So I move down to the right real quick. I dive into a, a, a cedar tree. I sit down. I call once or twice. Nothing. I'm thinking, all right, man, you know, sun's starting to crack, and I know it's kind of hard, but long story short, I end up calling, and I know I'm kind of pushing this thing, end up calling in a real nice Rio and shoot him at about 20 steps, uh, Very seven nice. inch beard, one inch spurs, my first Rio. Awesome. awesome. Great hunt. How did, just real quick, how did you like their gobbles? It's strange. It's, it's, it's it is strange. It's it is different. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Very, very different. It's like, go, 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 yeah. go, 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 go. You know, yeah, and I've always wondered, you know, because what the different gobbles we're talking about, is it the terrain or is it just the turkeys? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're just That's a wimps. Good, good question. Folks, you've been listening to Hunt Life Outdoor Show. We'll talk to everybody same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the Hunt Life by logging on to HuntLife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.